You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey y'all, welcome back. I think that I am finally starting to sound like myself again. So that's exciting. If you've pushed through this whole week of me sounding really wild and <laughs> so a new word for me recently is wild. I don't know why, but I've been calling everything wild. Like for example, okay, Francis Chan just put out a new book. It's called Letters to the Church. And I honestly wish that my podcast was like this big, huge thing for the sole purpose of being able to get him to come on my podcast and talk about his book because I just really think he's great. And I, so far, I think the book is great. Um, Someone asked me the other day how the book was and what my overall thoughts were. And I'm not that far in, but overall the tone that he has is discerning and humble. And I think that those two things go together really well. So I would definitely so far recommend um, Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. So go check that out. But where I got off on that is we went to, we being Brandon and I, went to Lifeway a couple of days ago, basically for the sole purpose of getting this book. Like I did one of my like, oh, we should totally go get this book because we love it and we should eat it at Chewy's. So we did that. We ate at Chewy's and we go to Lifeway to get this book. And I ask and they only had one copy and they had sold it. Like if you don't know who Francis Chan is, that's okay because he's kind of been off the grid for like eight years now. But for a while, he was like a really big name. In my opinion, he's still like a big name, but um, he was a really big name. And so for Lifeway to have only ordered one book or only have one there, I was like, that is the wildest thing I've ever heard. So it's been a joke ever since that happened um, for me and Brandon to say, I mean, this is wild, not as wild as Lifeway only having one Francis Chan book, or this is even wilder than Lifeway only having one Francis Chan book. So um, just that's the the backstory on wild, a little fun fact Friday for you on how often I've been saying wild and a little book reference Friday for you to check out letters for the church. As I keep reading, I'll probably pull from it and uh, maybe even do an episode or part of an episode as a book review. But that's not today. We're going to go ahead and jump back into Psalm 139. So yesterday we ended with just talking about really how God knows us and how he formed us. And before, you know, we were even born, before we were even um, thought of by our parents, God knew who we were. Verse 16 you know, says, your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book, so in the Lord's book, were written all the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. And we talked about how that is meant to be encouraging for us. If we move on to verse 17, it says, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. So going back to verse 17, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God? Um, When I 
when I read this, I just started smiling because how precious are the Lord's thoughts to us? Like, I just, I think, one, I think the word precious is just a really sweet word. And I also think it's cool that God didn't just like create us and then leave us out here to figure it all out on our own, right? Like he thinks about us. He has plans for us and he has thoughts for us. And he has thoughts um, of things that that we can know about ourselves. And he thinks things about us um, that are true. And when we think things about us that are not of him, I think that's really important to to take that captive. Um, it says, how vast is the sum of them? And I think that that can mean, you know, maybe a few different things. But when I when I think about it, just in the context of how precious also are your thoughts to me, oh God, I, I kind of view that as how precious are your thoughts of who I am, kind of staying in the theme of earlier where I was talking about how God knows us, he created us, his thoughts about us are precious to us. Um, and he has many, many thoughts about us. And so my encouragement to you and from this verse is that you will really take the new, uh, somewhere in the New Testament, that's basically all I got right now because I'm recording this after a junior high football game. But the somewhere in the New Testament, it talks about, you know, taking our thoughts captive. And so if you have a thought that comes across your mind, um, or if maybe someone tells you something that, that pops back up as a thought, um, and that is not a thought that God would say, like you can't find in scripture, God would say that thought about you, um, then it's not one of his thoughts. This verse wouldn't apply. It's not a precious thought from the Lord. And so therefore, we don't need to be thinking it. We need to take that thought captive and give it to God and remember that his thoughts are precious and their sum is vastness. There are so many things that he thinks about us and all of those are for our good and his glory. Right? If you move on to 18, it says, if I should count those thoughts, they would outnumber the sand. And then when I awake, I am still with you. So I love this, this picture of just, again, the number of thoughts that he has about us, um, that he loves us. I think you see in Jesus, um, you know, I'm always trying to, to find Jesus. Brandon and I often tell the small group we lead to find Jesus in every passage. And, and when I read this, I see Jesus because we know that God thinks about us and that he thought about us before we were even created because he sent Jesus. Like if you go all the way back to Genesis, um, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, when God met them in the garden and he, you know, talked to them, helped them realize and confess their sin to him. After that, he presented with them his plan to save them. Like he was already thinking about them and ultimately about us because he wants us to be with him. He wants us to be able to be who we were created to be, which is to live in community with him and flourish with him. And then that last part there, verse 18, when I awake, I am still with you. 
I just, the picture I get here is of, you know, a little kid that, that goes to bed at night and, and they're just, they're scared, right? They're not sure um, how things are going to turn out in the morning. The night seems scary. They don't want to go to bed. They don't want to go to sleep. They don't want to leave mom and dad. What if you're not here whenever I wake up, right? Maybe for some people, that was a reality. Like they would go to bed one night, not knowing what was going to happen the next day as a child, or maybe now as an adult. There are definitely times in all of our lives where um, there are circumstances going on, situations at maybe work or situations with family members where we go to sleep not knowing what's going to happen when we wake up. What news are we going to hear? How is this person going to respond in this situation? And so just the comfort that we know that when we wake up, we are still with God. He has planned for us our days. He has been thinking about us. He is thinking about us. He will think of us. And so when we wake up, God's not going to be too busy. God's not going to have forgotten about us. Um, And that is just, honestly, it makes me want to cry because even on our best days, even with our best intentions, when we try to be so consistent and so intentional, we can still forget things. You know, I sometimes, like I tried last year with my some of my kids to remember all of their birthdays. And then honestly, life happened. And I tried so hard to remember their birthdays and to bring them a little present. And it, it lasted like three weeks or three months, excuse me, because I just, I'm inconsistent. And I forgot, and I'm trying to get better and be more intentional. But the cool thing about God is that He never forgets. And so when you go to Him with an issue, when you pray to Him, you can know that He isn't going anywhere. He is still going to be with you in the morning. This is really, we're going to see even more so the significance of this on Monday when we dive into 19 through 22. If you've read the chapter, Um, and you're just waiting on the edge of your seat to see how I break down 19 through 22. I'll say I'm waiting on the edge of my seat as well to see how I break that down. Feel free to to pray for me because 19 through 22 is is kind of interesting. It kind of takes a shift um, from the rest of the tone, but I really have been praying a lot about those verses specifically, and I feel like Um, the Lord's starting to maybe show me what he means by that. You know, I pray, God, teach me. What are you trying to say about yourself? What are you trying to say about me? What are you trying to say about others? And so I'm praying that over these verses. um, And I'm excited to see what um, I feel like he's telling me to say. And I really think that that end of verse 18, when I awake, I'm still with you, is going to play a big part in how I explain 19 through 22. But be praying for me. Um, my encouragement for you today, this Friday, is to ask and pray two questions of God. How can I love people like Jesus today? And who specifically? Show me a face. Give me a name. Make it clear in the moment. Who do I need to love specifically like Jesus in a very intentional way? You know, we always want to, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit a lot. We always are praying that that we would bear fruit. But there are times too when I think we pray specifically for someone to feel the love of Jesus because of us. Um, so pray that today and feel free to share and let me know um, if and when God answers that for you. 
because when we're acting like Jesus and we're actually being like Jesus, not just acting, but being like him, then we can be who we were created to be.